Never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Hey everybody, what is going on? It's your boy Bigger T, Bigger T, coming at you in full effect, because I'm a wreck, and a fix, and fix. I'm a wreck up. Anyway, yeah. Um, coming at you for the Big C and Bigger T podcast. I'm joined by my co-host and best friend. Clint, Shannon, Clark, Travis Johnson, my man, Travis Johnson, my man. First off, happy to see you're still alive. Um, I'm still alive, just barely. Still alive. He's being held. I mean, we don't know what's going on with Travis other than he ain't right. That's right. I've known that since sixth grade. That's boy, right. right. That's Maybe right. Figure out, but right now that boy ain't right. Yeah, he ain't right. He ain't right. Well, they like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, but he ain't right. He ain't right. He ain't right. Well, Clint, I, you know, I had another stint in the hospital. This time I went up to the big hospital in uh, Little Rock thinking, hey, man, I'll go up there and I have a better chance of getting some answers. Right. You know, better chance of, uh, you know, seeing some smarter docs and stuff like that and all that kind of good stuff. Maybe some better food while I'm there and stuff. Could be a plus. Well, see what happened was is when I was in the hospital down here in South Arkansas about a month ago, I had an infection in my elbow was part of the problem. Okay. Well, that infection came back and it came back with a vengeance. Okay. And my elbow was hurt. Well, I go up. One thing I forgot about is going to the ER in Fordyce. They get you right in. Clint. I don't know if you know that, but. You don't, you know, there's not a huge line at the ER right. in Fordyce. You know right. what I mean? Unless somebody just happened to get there before you or there was a wreck on the four lane. Yeah. Yes. I said, you the, get like, it'll be about five minutes. We'll get right to you. Notice I said D four lane because there's only one four lane in town. Okay. And it goes right through town. Home of the red a, Fordyce. Uh, that's right. So, uh, you know, but up in, up in Little Rock, you know, we get there and we, we're in the waiting room and we start talking to some people and this lady's like, yeah, I've been here since one o'clock and we're, to, we're there at like five in the afternoon, you know, I'm like, oh, this ain't good. And so by that time, man, my, my arm is in pain and finally they get me back and it's about, you know, I'm, I'm finally back in my little cubicle thing about midnight, you know. And they start, Clint, they start trying to take x-rays of my elbow. And nowadays, they don't always take you down to the x-ray machine anymore. They bring it to your room, which is kind of cool. They got this little cart and little portable x-ray. X-ray cart. X-ray robot thing, you know. 
Well, and the guy started, he goes, okay, we need you to lay your arm out. Well, the only problem was my arm could not lay out. Like it was just stuck in a, almost like in a position, like if you were, uh, you know, kind of in 90 degrees, kind of like if you were, uh, like, in a, like if you had a sling on it, you know, like, like that, that kind of position. Right, yeah, yeah, you got stuck like that. That was the only comfortable position I had. Yeah. Okay. If I, if I tried to straighten it out, if I tried to lift it up, anything else it hurt okay so he's like well we need to try to get it as straight as possible so he grabbed it and starts pulling on it and clint i let out a roar that i think i i think i communicated with some of the lines at the little rock zoo okay you let out a roar or did you more let out like a like yeah no no it was a roar like i stayed I didn't go little schoolgirl. I went. I went you deep. Know, vo- I went deep voice probably, Dave on this one. Little school. I'd probably went little schoolgirl, but that's no. Me. I was uh, this guy from my church had taken me up there. He was out in the hallway while they were doing this. And he's like, he's like, man, that must have hurt because <laughs> I was like, like I was. <laughs> it was. If there were any little kids, they were scared to death. I'm sorry if there were any around, but yeah. anyway, they um. Uh, so anyway, finally they, uh, you know, I ended up seeing all these different do- orthopedic doctor and a infection doctor or whatever, and you know they were they finally got a good scan of it. Well, they did an ultrasound, and by the way, I'm not pregnant, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but then uh, the the orthopedic doctor, he's like, you know, I'd heard him say something about draining it with a needle, possibly, okay, but that's all they had said. You know, that was as evasive as they had talked about being. And the doctor said, uh, he said, well, try, he said, he came in and he saw that the antibiotics were starting to where I could straighten it out, you know, and I could move it a little bit and stuff. And he said, oh, good. He said, I won't have to cut you open then. I said, say, huh? I said, cut me open. I said, I didn't know that was on the table, doc. <laughs> he said, he said, oh, yeah. He said, if it would have. He said, if I'd have came in today and you would have been like you was yesterday, he said, uh, he said, we'd be talking about cutting it open and cleaning it out, cleaning that infection out of there. And that didn't, that didn't sound real fun. So I'm glad I'm thankful as we celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that it didn't go that far. So anyway, but, um, uh, can we call this the holy Fanaki moment of the week? What we talked about before the thing, before the show, can we talk about it? Sure, man. Yeah. The holy Fanaki moment of the week is uh, a man that Travis Johnson uh, introduced me to many, many years ago. Many moons. Many moons ago, Mister Good man, Lynn, Mister Lynn Johnson. Good um, man, one of the best men I've ever known. True story. True. Hundred, hundred and ten percent. He is coming out of retirement to wrestle a match with yours truly, not against yours truly, but he it will be a tag match. So I'm super excited about it. The Mad Chef, he, he's an Arkansas wrestling legend. He is. Uh, we've all, I mean, like everyone I've talked to, like like this is a big card that, that we're trying to pull off. And like we've been, and we got a name coming in. Got Quincy Ellie, who was in WWE. NXT for a while he's coming in and I, th- I swear to you we've had more people go the mad chef's coming back <laughs> the mad chef, I mean, they're excited people are excited about seeing the mad chef and it's uh 
it, it's a surreal moment for me too, one that I never thought I'd get. Um, so I'm really excited. Yeah, he, the Mad Chef Lynn does a great job, man. He's he yeah. was always fun to watch. I always enjoyed going to those shows, and I got yeah. to do a PA at a few of them with y'all, and um, and that that was a lot of fun watching and being a part of some of that. I took a couple body slams at those. And yeah, you're not, you're not now. Um, no, 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 no. Ain't nobody lived in you now. No, not anymore. But uh, uh, yeah, back in the, back in the day, and uh, had my life threatened by Moondog Spot. Yeah, uh, he is he is scary, scary, <laughs> scary individual. Yeah, no, I remember the first time I met Moondog Spot, I was with Lynn, and he had like I guess from blading so many times had a bit of scar tissue. Yeah. It's like you do, it's one of the things you don't want to stare at it. But you got to, yeah. Gotta stare at it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be like Yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah, he he was a scary dude, man. He if, was a, if you don't know who Moondog Spot is, he's a guy from northeast Arkansas that uh wrestled in WWF back in the day. He was a tag yeah, team champion at one time. Had his own theme music and uh the moon. No, <laughs> and uh, he came out. He'd have the big, big, uh, big Uncle Jesse beard. Yeah, oh my uh, his white hair. And he didn't wear a shirt. But by the time we met him, he he needed to be wearing a shirt. If you know what I mean, like he had a big old gut on him, and uh, he would uh, he would wear these cut off like blue jeans, so it looked like a hillbilly kind. Yeah, yeah, they had the gimmick. Yeah, his same gimmick. Yeah, he worked the gimmick for sure. Yeah, dude, I remember um, we did these things when I when I worked up there for him a little bit called Moondog Spot Battle Royals, and there's only one rule, and that was don't bring anything into the ring. You don't want to get hit with yourself. That was the rule. I'm like, well, great, I won't bring anything in. But um, yeah, so that was not fun. That's the night I got a broom broke over my back. Oh well. Uh, oh so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun, man. Seeing you and uh, you and Chef and uh, TJ, TJ getting at it in a six man, six man tag match. I'm not, I'm not, my this is my fun podcast. I'm not, I'm not keeping kayfabe, so y'all forget that's right. Yeah, but uh, Clint. You know, it's been a while. You know, like we skipped another been week. Because... You've been you've been lazy, you've been laying yeah, around not doing nothing. <clears throat> well, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to do podcasts from the hospital room. That was just you oh, know, all those nurses coming in checking my vitals and all that kind of stuff. Been good, yeah. been good fodder talking That's with. Right. I'd have talked right. with them. That's right, but um, been a lot happened with the hogs. Yeah, F- football team uh well basketball too but let's talk about the football team first yeah we were feeling really good after a Florida win last we talked thought we were gonna yeah man we were feeling good man we're you know high on the hog we were man everything was gravy and then all of a sudden here comes Auburn we think we're gonna get a win think we're gonna beat them at home finally get a good showing at home and what happens man we came out the hogs just came out and played like duds. Uh, yeah, that was what was frustrating. Um, it was like I felt for the first time ever like a Sam Pittman team quit. Like they came out and they had no fight to them at all. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think I think it was a lot like the Mississippi State game. 
So I don't think it was the first time ever because I think we saw the same thing in the Mississippi State game. Um, yeah. I think they quit in that one too. But uh, but yeah, we I think we saw that, especially against a what should have been a good opponent for them to to have some life against. You know, yeah, and I don't. I mean, you know, I don't know if they were just feeling so big of like, okay, we fixed all these problems. And they, they were feeling like 10 feet tall and bulletproof against uh against um missed against against Auburn. Like, okay. Cause next week it's like the same thing happened to Auburn. Auburn came out, lost to New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean paid paid them one point six million to do it. Yeah, come out there and win for one point six million. Uh, you know, and then you do you played, I mean, the FIU game went about like you everybody thought the FIU game went. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I ain't gonna lie. I was busy Saturday. I didn't watch it. Uh, looked like there was really no fans there. There, there wasn't many, man. There, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, they said the ones that were there made some noise. We're talking. Arkansas fans are good about that. I mean, we got, we got great fans in Arkansas, and they're gonna whoever shows up, they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. support the team, and uh, and and there's gonna, you know, and be honest with you, the way the season's going. Probably the crowd that was there is about what's to be expected, you know. I mean, for a good fan base, you know. So, um, but you know, there's been a, there was a lot of talk about Sam Pittman's job. That that's been the that's been the key talk. Okay, uh, there's been a couple key talks, but let's talk about this first. Well, yeah. Clint. Um, and you know the before the FIU game. There was, you know, there was a lot of talk, especially after Jimbo Fisher was fired after, uh, which is funny because, you know, uh, the Mississippi State coach got fired too. And, you know, they got fired after playing each other. Jimbo got fired after winning that game against Mississippi State. And then, uh, you know, people started talking, okay, well, Sam's next. That was kind of the rumor going around. And then there was rumors that people were putting together uh, – that boosters were putting together money to get Gus here. Even I mean, there was even rumors about that out there. Dude, and, uh, okay, first off, every time Arkansas coach loses the game, there's going to be a rumor about Gus Malzahn. I know, I know. It, it, you know, it's I, I I read, and this is going to be inappropriate, Travis, and I'm just going to be this. They 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 um they they said Gus is kind of like bring us back to Arkansas, kind of like trying to date that girl that you thought was hot in high school, wouldn't give you the kind of day, time of day, and now she's, you know, gained 200 pounds and <laughs> it wants to give you a shot. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, though. Um, Rick Schaefer, you know, he, he talked about it. He said someone – he said he talked to a booster that came to him and said, hey, uh, this was on drive time, I think, the other day or last week or something like that. He said he talked to a booster that was like, yeah, we're, we're getting the money together to pay uh, Gus's buyout at Central Florida for him. So the university doesn't have to pay it. And uh, so we can get him here. And and Rick asked him, said, well, does your check know about that? And they said, well, no, we were just going to tell him whenever we got the money together for it. So, and Schaefer's like, well, first of all, he said, he said, from what I understand, 
he said Gus and his fan and his wife doesn't want to come back to Arkansas. They want to retire here. And they know if they retire here, then it's best that they never coach that they don't coach here anymore. Yeah. Because if they coach here, then they're going to have to deal with all the politics that comes along with that. This is home to them. This is where their family is. And they've decided that they're going to stay away from here until time for them to retire. And then they'll come back and just enjoy living out the rest of their life here, their retirement here, which makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I mean, look at, you look at Houston nut. I think he would love to be more involved in Arkansas. You know, he lives down in Dallas now and, and he's getting more involved, but you know, I, I don't think he can be as involved as he would like to be because the way some of the things ended, you know, with, with him. Yeah. And him taking the golden handcuffs from Jeff Long, you know. Anyway. You salty, salty about them golden handcuffs. You're always bringing them up. <laughs> no, no. It's more salty about Jeff Long than anything. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> but anyway, Clint. Um, so, you know, Pittman had been asked about, you know, and he said, look, he said, I, I don't feel like my job's in jeopardy. And, of course, People were like, well, he's just saying that. <clears throat> well, finally, Juracek comes out and says, Pittman's going to be our coach next year. What do you think? You think that's a, think that's a, I think, I think it was the right, right call. I do think it was the right call. Um, what I'm, um, what I'm thinking is, you know, that, you you can't to me you really can't count that first year against him count count it at all mm-hmm. like to me you don't count that co the COVID twenty twenty year but you played an all SEC schedule and who did they add you know they added the they added Georgia the two toughest teams well, two Georgia toughest and Florida teams. Georgia and Florida yeah and this wasn't the Florida we just beat this was. Yeah, yeah. Felipe Franks lost the starting quarterback job to a guy that was probably better than him. Yeah. I mean, this is – I mean, that's what it was. I mean, this was a good, good Florida team they added. So, you go three and seven, and then you have all the – just the the COVID stuff. Like, I, it was unfair that any coach got judged by the performance that year. Yeah. Anybody that got fired that season just didn't deserve it. Mm. Uh, that's just my two cents because – the, the adversity that everybody had to go through. To yeah. Get. Um, so the next year was really his first year and he goes, you know, he's like used to nut. He shoots, he gets a home run out the gate, gets us to the outback bow, had a lot of super seniors on that team. Mm-hmm. And then who the super seniors were, it was Grant Morgan, um, one of the Henry brothers, um, mm-hmm. you know, that really took advantage of that. The squad he had last year, I, I don't know many coaches that could have done better with that crew without a healthy KJ Jefferson for the games he wasn't healthy. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it was what it was. Um, you played a good bit of those games without a quarterback because Foreign is not, I mean, he's, I mean, you know, he's a good, he's a good, he's a decent quarterback to come off the bench and, you know, get you some mop-up minutes, but he's not a guy you want to count on to win you an SNC game. Yeah. And neither is Malik Hornsby. I don't even think Malik's starting in Texas State. No. 
So, I mean, it's just, you know, he, he's, he's a wide receiver. So it just, it, when KJ went down, it, it, it hurt him last year. Mm. So, but that being said, it was still disappointing. It was disappointing. But to me, I don't know if Nick Saban could have done better in that situation with the, with the talent that he had had out on the field. Then this year is just, obviously it is a disappointing season. No, no two ways around. It is a disappointing season. Um, and I think it all went back to, but you can point out and go, here's where it went wrong. And I think he's addressed that. Um, now the only question is, is what's going to happen with the rest of the offensive staff? Um, yeah. obviously, Nose is gone, you know, Godin's gotten a taste of calling plays. I don't think it's realistic to expect him to be the offensive coordinator next year. Um, I think the fans would pretty much revolt. Um, in my, you know, my opinion, that's, I, well, yeah. they, oh, it may revolt, they may revolt, but it wouldn't do them any good. Um, so, um, and then will Kenny got and want to go, if, 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 if Sam goes in a different direction, will Kenny want to come back and coach wide receivers or would he prefer to go to try to be an offensive coordinator in a smaller school? Yeah. You know. I mean, there's there's all these questions. I think you know Jimmy Smith's safe, yeah, uh, because because just recruiting alone, yeah, you Jimmy Smith, um, you know, and obviously I think Morgan's safe, um, you know, so that leaves you know what's going to happen with Godin and Cody Kennedy, yeah, and I think he can he'll keep about everybody on defense. Oh yeah, he should. Yeah, I mean, they're all new anyway. I mean. Yeah. Most of them, you know, Adams has been there two years. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I would, and yeah. Well, and here, here's my thing on it. Um, I agree with you totally on the first, you know, you went through the first couple of years with him. I, I agree with you totally. The COVID year, the, the that first SEC only schedule. I agree with you totally on all that stuff. Um, this year, and, and I'm just, and I agree with you on all of it. It's just, I want to kind of explain this year a little better. The problem, what happened this year was he tried something with Dan Enos that he thought would help his quarterback get ready for the NFL and would be good for his team. Okay. And what turns out was. He does not have an NFL-ready quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. I'm totally convinced K.J. Jefferson will not play quarterback in the NFL. He will not. He will play tight end if he if he's willing to switch over. He'll be Felipe Franks in the NFL. Um, I think, I think this has proven that. I think K.J. is either not willing or not able to take on – an NFL style offense. And so <clears throat> I think that's what he ran into. He thought the Enos deal would work. I think KJ thought the Enos deal would work. I think all of them thought it would, or KJ wouldn't have stayed. Cause I think KJ, KJ had a chance to leave this year. Uh, he, and he, he could have, but I think he thought, it was going to be best for him to prepare him for the NFL because he does. I think he does want to go to the NFL. Well, who wouldn't? Oh yeah, who wouldn't? And and I think he just he's just not 
cut out for it. He he holds on, you know, look, and I know, and look, our, our line is not good and has not, has not blocked well, but KJ has not helped them at all this year. No, he has not helped them at all. He's held on to the ball too long. He's not made the right reads. He's, he's, he's made just, you know, almost as many mistakes as they've made. It's just, there's five of them making mistakes and it's just him on the other time. Okay. So he's made a lot of mistakes this year to cause them, you know, and he, and that happened in the Auburn game, Auburn rushed the way Auburn got to him was Auburn rushed up the middle and KJ couldn't, couldn't step up into the pocket and get away from the rush and that shut him down. He doesn't know what to do when he gets those a gap blitzes. He does. He doesn't do well with that. And that's what, that's what other teams have done to him all year. That's what Auburn had the studs to do that. FIU did not have the studs to do that. They didn't have big enough men to do that to him. So, and the line was able to block those. Well, uh, you know, got one more ride with, with KJ probably. This will probably be it, last game. Um, what are you uh, – Well, what do you think KJ's future is? What do you, what do you think he's doing next year? I think, I think he's going to go to the draft. I mean, whether he gets drafted or not, I think he, I think he, he's going to try it, man. And and I, I think here's the thing: KJ's got the arm talent. That's the long and short of it. There was, I don't. Is KJ going to go in and start for an NFL team the next couple three years? No. Now, now there was a time and place where quarterbacks kind of got to sit under somebody for a year or two, yeah. or three, four. This this was the first year. KJ's been in any system like that, you know. It's just, but there's something being said for getting being able to sit back, learn, learn the craft. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought when KJ finally, so yeah, he got thrust, he got put in the system he wasn't ready for. What you got it you now? Number one, I think if he goes to the combine, he's going. They're going to see a tremendous arm. You're going to look at a guy that's a good leader. Um, now, what they got to ask themselves is this guy a guy we think we can develop into can learn what we do. Obviously he, it wasn't able to process fast enough to translate this year for Arkansas, but he's but like you've said on this podcast before, he's done that Mercat offense his entire career. That's what he's mm-hmm. done. So a couple mm-hmm. years of being a practice QB for, you know, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just, I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I, yes, I have inside knowledge. No, I don't have it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I, I think he could – it wouldn't shock me to be doing something like that. It's going to depend on how he tests. Now, he's got the body. He could play tight end if he wanted to, if if he could be talked into it. But I, I think it just depends on, you know, going to the combine, seeing what he – what how they feel and, you know, seeing how they test. But I think my prediction is – I think you could be right. I think that very well could be what happens. Uh, I don't know if he gets invited to the combine, to be honest with you. With the stats he's got this year. Now, if you take his stats over the whole career, he for sure goes to the combine. Oh, he's going he's gonna go to the combine. But if you take his stats for this year, he's not worthy of the combine. Well, okay, but yeah. the the scouts know he's played more than one year, Travis. Well, that's true. But they they, they can tell they can probably tell you his high school stats. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, you know, they make me and you look not like nerds. Yeah. 
But I think uh, I really think he ends up at another team. I think he does the Felipe Franks and he goes for the NIL money uh, and gets goes to prove himself at another school. I don't see that for a year. Uh, I think he uh, he came close to doing it last year. I think and uh, and I think he does it this year. I think he gets a big offer from another school. And I think uh I think wherever that is, he he goes and tries to put up better stats because he wants to end his college career off with better numbers. And he goes, you know, whether that's TCU goes back to Browse and tries to make a run for a national championship with them. That'd be hilarious if he took over for Chad Morris's kid. That's right, yeah. Um you know yeah. where I you know where I think um he should transfer to. Where's that? You know, you're gonna think I'm crazy when I say this. Um, USC. Well, you got USC. You got uh, you got a or- few Oregon's probably gonna be looking again. If, if it is crazy, we're talking about like free agency when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, and it starts over every year. But it's you like- got, I mean, but you got like Oregon's gonna lose Bo Nix. Yeah, you got um, you know. Well, Lane Kiffin's already went after him last year. No, but you know, he could come after him again. But it's crazy because if you're like Alabama, I mean, that's what that's. Uh, I mean, I mean, just it's just not coaches, quarterbacks now. You know, yeah. It's like if you're Alabama, somebody, like, oh yeah, we ain't got a proven starter. Who can we go get? Then you know, same thing with Notre Dame and stuff. It's just it's a it's a weird it's a it's a weird time to be a football fan. Well, anyway, one more game left on the schedule. You got the Hogs or Mizzou? Man, I want – man, I want to beat Missouri so bad. But I just don't think – I just don't – the team that I've seen this year, I just don't – I don't think they'll do it. I hate to say that. But, man, I want to beat Mizzou so bad. Like, I, I want to beat – your former Wonder Boy Drinkowitz, I want to beat him bad. He's got the most slappable face in. He the- does. I, I want him. I want him just to grind them into the ground, man. I mean, it's 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 starting to be to where that's becoming a rival to me because I'm starting to hate him. <laughs> yeah, I went. I went to the game last year, and it was not a fun experience. Uh, yeah. You know. So I I don't know, man. I I just don't think. Especially the way they played the last two weeks. Yeah. You know, if we play like we did against Florida, we got a chance. But I think Missouri gets more fired up for this game than we do. And, I mean, it's all we got to play for is that stupid trophy. That's yeah. it for the for the rest of the season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they responded to – to them keeping Pippen. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, um, It's going to be interesting to see, see what happens. So I think uh, the players, I mean, I think the players are happy about it. Cause I think a lot, I think if we lost Pippen, I think we'd lose a lot of players. Lose a lot of players, lose a lot of recruits. Um, I just don't, I didn't think it was time to hit the reset button. I think, I think it was, it was the, but you know he's got to prove it year now. He's got to prove it year. So well, and he's still, you know, um, 
I'm still in big favor, okay, of I, I think he needs somebody to bounce an experienced head coach. Yes, he's being paid to be the head coach, and he needs to step up and be the head coach. But I still think he struggles with decisions sometimes. Like he said this year, you know, with the field goal he struggled with and and other things, okay? I think I think he has – he's used to, you know, he, he's been a whole career of going when it came to big decisions, okay, what are you going to do? You know, look into the other guy, okay? And everybody, now he's – now he's the one. Yeah. Now he's the one everybody's looking at, and that take and that's tough. That's different, you know. I mean, that's, I mean, the, I mean, I can understand it in a tiny way, just going from well, and you understand it too. I mean, in in management, you've been assistant manager, you know, of of a of businesses, you know, and you but you had a manager, you you know, when the. When it yeah. hits the fan, you could look over to your manager and say, what are we going to do? And they would make the decision. Now you're a manager. Now yeah. when it hits the fan, everybody's looking, all right, Clint, what are we going to do? You know? And that's, and that's a different. And so it's nice to have people around you that have been used to making those decisions before. And so I really think they need to work on getting like whoever that offensive coordinator is, he needs another Barry Odom. He needs yeah. another, another, um, or, or get an analyst in there, you know, get, you know, get a, like a, uh, you know, a, a Dan Mullen type or something like that. Pay him a salary to so, you know, just kind of help out. No, I agree with you. I, went, I thought he should have went after Gary Patterson. Um, oh, know. that would have been wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now speaking of Dan Mullen, do you think he winds back up at Mississippi State? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. You know, he left him once. I don't think he ends up back there. And it, it's it's it, well, there there's a couple things going on that's grinding my gears. Jimbo Fisher won a game. Yeah, and fired him that week. Yeah. Zach Arnett, it's not a complete dumpster fire in Mississippi State. They still have a fight to get – they had a fight, I believe, to get bowl eligible. He was still yeah. – they were, you know, within – bowl eligibility was in reach. Yeah. They fired him. I, I don't like – everybody wants these coaches fired. Like, fire him after every loss. No, we if we lose – we could open up with Texas next year and lose the game, last second field goal, and people would be calling in to drive time one of Sam Pittman fired on the spot. Yeah. He key would work more if I was the athletic director. You'd, you'd hear all that crap and see all those yeah. stupid. Yeah. Let these guys finish the season. Yeah, especially Let especially Arnett. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he took over in a horrible situation. Yeah, like he, he took over. I mean, his mentor and your head coach dies. Dies. Yeah, you put him in, and then you embarrass him by firing him mid-season. That's yeah. terrible. I wouldn't yeah. want to go work for him. And the other thing that that's grinding my gears. Let them let them let them finish the season. If you want to announce like they will not be retained in the year, or, or yeah. you know, and then you know maybe it's on them then. But you know they're 
They're also the grown-ups. Or hiring as an interim. Yeah, well. The same way we did John L. Smith. Well, okay. John L. Smith had to come in under a weird situation, but he was hired as an interim. He was hired as, this is not going to be our future coach. Yeah. He's just going to get us by. Now, if he goes out, you know, wants to go out and win or something, then maybe you keep him, but, you know. But yeah, I agree with you. Because neither one of them, it was after. Neither one of them was it after an embarrassing defeat. No, it wasn't like they just got blown out at home by Western Kentucky. Yeah, Um, like no, that. I mean, there's difference. And also, if you hit the transfer portal before the last game of the season's over, we're not even talking bowl game. But if you're talking about the last game of the season is over, you've quit on your football team. Oh yeah. Quit on your team. You are a quitter. Don't do it. Yeah. And there's already kids hitting the transfer portal, and it needs it need no. Yeah. Don't announce it on Twitter. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of Arkansas guys, haven't we? I, I know of one, and I don't know if he really played played, but guys, is yeah. this your, your season is not over? You know, finish the season. Finish. Yeah. That just grind that grinds my gears because it already irritated me the bowl game, mm. but I kind of understand that. But no, this is in season. I don't care if there's just one game left or not. It, it, By the way, if you heard who, who's rumored to be a, a top target for A and M, was it is it Lane Kiffin? No, okay, uh, no. Who is it? Your boy. Oh, uh, going back to the well again. Normal, they're going back. Hey, that's a rumor. It's just a rumor. I don't know. It's just like an article I saw. We're gonna find out how good the coach Norval is. He's shut me up the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, but yeah, now you're doing it without your quarterback. Um, let's see how it goes. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that was a horrible injury. Yeah, feels bad for that kid too, man. He's, no, he's... I do. Hey, you know, you you never want. You never want to look back at like what what could have been. I think this was his like sixth year too. Like he like he's he, this is like his COVID year. Everything like he yeah. That, that I, I I hate that for for him. I really yeah. do. But um, Travis, you know we got another sport going on. We do have another sport going on. You know, and uh, man, they took it on the chin. I, I, you know, I was sitting there watching the UNC Greensboro game with Anna. I said, this is always kind of an interesting dynamic because what happens is if uh, usually when a team gets behind a school that honestly they're better than, mm. Arkansas is better than UNC Greensboro. We both yeah. know. Then both them teams know that, but UNC Greensboro got them that day. Yeah. You get behind like that and you start coming back. If you ever get the lead, you don't relinquish it. Like if the game's over. It yeah. might, but Arkansas never could quite get over. They'd get it to like in two possessions and then they would drain a three. Yeah. They never, they could get right. And then they went on a little run and just Arkansas couldn't recover from it. Um, so yeah, that, that was a disappointing loss. One that you wish you should win, but they had just, I think they had just went to Vanderbilt like a couple of days before and only lost by four. Yeah. Green, Greensboro had some – they have some older players yeah. that have been there a while, that have played together, 
And that, and that's a, what it, a lot of what it was, Clint, was just a team that had played together longer. You know, a lot of how they beat us was they were they were just a better – they weren't more talented than us. They're just a better team at yeah. that time in that game. They were used to playing together more. Um, but that's something that this team, this Razorback team, is going to – I think going to get corrected. Uh, they got the talent and they got the experience. You know, we're not talking about a bunch of 18-year-olds this year. Um, th this is, you know, our our key players aren't 18. Our key players are some of them, you know, 22. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so um, I think we're going to see them figure some of that out. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna figure out some of the ways they felt reasons they fell short, and um, uh, I think this tournament this week they're in is uh down in the bahamas isn't that where it's at no yeah they, they actually showed uh they showed uh eric musselman's wife had found a pig on the beach yeah that's that's that. a rough place to have to go for a tournament to yeah i mean like you know that's man yeah it's got to be awful just terrible. i think they had some plane trouble or something really I down so but well, uh anyway Tonight, we're filming this Wednesday uh, afternoon. Uh, mm. Playing Stanford tonight. It is a loaded, it is a loaded bracket. I was looking, mean, you had me look it up earlier. And uh, so you have on the other end of the bracket, you have the University of North Carolina versus North, Northern Ohio. So that's going to be game one, probably already played. Villanova taking on Texas Tech. And the winner and the loser, those two games play each other. Mm. Um, Michigan versus Memphis. And then us versus Stanford tonight. Um, and we'll play the winner. If we win, we play the winner of Michigan-Memphis. If we lose, we play the loser. So it looks like it's a three-game guarantee. I mean, it, you could be a good team and go down there and go 0-3. Yeah. And uh, somebody yeah, – You know, and then, of course, they finished that tournament. They come back here and play Duke right away. You know, Musselman was talking in his press conference down there. I, I was listening to it earlier. And uh, he said, he said, there's not a team in the country who's got a tougher four-game stretch than what we're about to have. Yeah. He said, you know, we'll play three games here. And he said, and then we'll, then we'll head up and have to follow it up with Duke. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, if if it goes, I guess what you'd call chalk. Yeah. But you're talking about you play you'd play Michigan. And then you probably play North Carolina or Villanova. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a that is an insane stretch. Yeah. When you think about it earlier in the year, you used to playing, you know, your your lesser than schools. We always seem to lose one of those to Yeah. Um, so hopefully we've gotten out of the way. Um, yeah, I think um, I don't know, man. There's just something about this team I just really like. I think I mean even in that loss the other day, I didn't like that loss, but of course, but some of it was just missed shots that I think they'll make later. Some yeah, of it was just it seemed, bad. You know, bad it was a lid on the basket. 
Yeah. And they would have good shots and they just were not going in. And, well, and I think, and I think some of it was defensive, you know, letdowns that I don't think they'll have later to also, I think, you know, just knowing Muss and the way he teaches defense, I think he'll get those things fixed. Um, but I think they let a few things go uh, defensively that normally they're not going to let go. And I think I still I still I'm a big believer in this team, man. I think we're going we got special things uh, waiting for us. I really do. Yeah, it should be well, a lot I, of fun think, to watch. I think this is going to be this is the most talented team he's had. And obviously, mm-hmm. you saw already with the Purdue game, they both played to win that game. Yeah in big games it just you know is it, it was it was one game between them you watch it once you learn from it you flush it and you go on so well these guys man they're just so i mean there's just so much talent i mean l ellis is a talented kid battles is talented marks talented brazil unbelievable man they oh, got us yeah. unbelievable he he can do whatever he wants to do. I mean, he's he's blocking shots at a crazy rate. I mean, he's just dunking like crazy. You know. Anyway, he just he's going to be amazing to watch the rest of the year. You know. No, it's good. This team's this team's going to get better in jail more as the season goes on. I really think. So. Now, one of the things, okay, here and here's the thing, folks. If you're one of those that calls into drive time or whatever, one of the shows, and you keep calling in saying, well, I don't understand why they don't get pinion the ball more. Look, pinion is not the only guy that can shoot on this team. <laughs> okay. These other guys are some shooters too. Yeah. Okay. These, these other guys are, are some. We got other three-point shooters besides Pinion now. Yes, last year we didn't have any other three-point shooters, and so we could call for Pinion to at least get a shot more. Okay, because but this year this team, heck, Brazil's probably the best percentage three-point shooter on the team. You'd probably rather have him shoot it if it's open, because percentage-wise he's going to hit more than any of them. But like battles is decent at threes coming in. Uh, Marks is good at threes coming in, you know, and he's a, and he, and Marks is like a Devo type. He's a, his main thing's defense, but he can still score just like Devo can at times, you know? Um, I mean, these Davenport, uh, I mean, a lot of these guys, man, they can, they can stroke it. Don't yeah. don't think just because he's not putting pinion in, he doesn't want to hit threes. Yeah, you know, if he's not playing, it's probably because he's not doing as good as the other guys, okay? But I just – it's like everybody – it's kind of like the backup quarterback. Everybody, you know – Yeah. Every, everybody always calls for the, the, the guy off the bench that's supposed to be the shooter, you know. They, you know, they always want him to, you know, come in. Well – you know, he's got to do other things besides shoot. And so yeah, – it, it, Being that he's from Marlton, you know, the Arkansas fans yeah. are all 
want to see the best from them. We always want the best from Arkansas boys. Yeah. But Eric Musselman is putting who he thinks is going to win the game out there. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I don't and I don't feel like you're missing anything by not having like last year. I do feel like at times you miss something by not having a guy like Pinion out there because we didn't have another shooter. You know, we didn't we didn't have we didn't have anybody. This year, I don't think that we got other guys that can hit three pointers. So, um, look at some of the stats of these guys from the last schools they played at. Some ballers, man. Yeah, he definitely saw that he had a deficiency, and he and he addressed it. So, I mean, L. Ellis played on a bad Louisville team, but he carried them. Yeah, he was a stud on that team, and uh, you know, so and battles the same way. Um, you know, carried his team. I mean, they they just, you know, all those guys. They're just there's some talented talented players. So. Sure. I'm looking forward to it, man. I think yeah. I think they're going to end up doing pretty good. Yeah, be pretty good because, you know, football season was rough and we're sad. So yeah. we need you. We yeah. need you. That's right. Big T money. Man, so happy to have you back. Well, it's good to be back. You know, Clint, today is actually Mama Betty's birthday. Oh, Miss Betty. Miss Betty's birthday is today. So – been celebrating her. I tried to call her at five o'clock this morning because I just happened to be awake wake up then and yeah. and uh she's all usually awake by then, but she was down talking to some of her friends in her place where she stays or whatever already. So I didn't get a chance to talk to her then. So I had to sing happy birthday to her later. But I got some flowers and balloons on the way to her place. So Good. Hopefully sure. she'll uh, that'll draw some attention to her, and she'll be able to brag about it and say her son bought those for. There you go. I'm sure she's all that kind of stuff. So happy birthday, Mama Betty! I know, unlike my mom, you meant listen to the podcast. That's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, hey, so I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what what you been watching? Well, uh, man, I've been, I've caught up on the toys that built America. I like all the built, the blank that built America. Yeah. What have they been doing? Toys. It was interesting to see, you know, that, um, you know, the game, the invention of the Game Boy and how that came about Mm. and Super Mario Brothers and the Legend of Zelda. I never, you know. I love my parents both, but they always seem to get me the knockoff version of everything. Yeah. Like, like Atari was cool. I got a Coleco. No, that was cool. I got a Sega, you know, that, that's just the way they were. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful, but you know, everybody else had the Nintendo. So I never played Zelda. Really? Never played Zelda. No, I played Mario brothers. I didn't beat it, but I played super Mario brothers. And I I destroyed Mario brothers. I destroyed Zelda too. I beat Zelda. Yeah, but it was just so it was so weird about how much how how innovative those were at the time. Yeah, now they look okay, but like yeah, back in the day they were innovative. And I'll tell you one that was innovative was, and I played it some, but I was an adult by the time it came out. Uh, it was that second Nintendo, the Nintendo sixty four or whatever. The same, but, oh yeah. 
007. Oh, everybody was that. Man, we used to sit over the Wesley Foundation and play 007 on the big screen. But, you know, you think about how popular those first-person shooter games are now. Yeah. And that was the first one I remember. I mean, that, that especially that was that big that everybody played, you know. And I was horrible at it. I was, I'm terrible at those oh, games. Oh, yeah, I was terrible. Like, I would even say, because odd job, they would shoot over you. Yeah. So they, they, like, we they had everybody would make a rule, though. Anyway, yeah. so Travis, I'm sorry we got off on a tangent there. What you been watching, my friend? Well, man, I'm a big, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a big Survivor fan. And so we're in the season of Survivor right now. And, uh, the amazing race is going on also. So, I'm uh I'm watching the new seasons of that right now. So that's been my you know, I'm not I'm not uh I'm not in old seasons of it right, right now. I'm watching the the new seasons. But as far as watching and streaming old stuff, I've been going back and uh back and watching a little uh uh American Pickers. Okay. At you know that show I I've always liked that. And so it's been a long time since I've watched it. And so I went back and watched a bunch of those episodes here lately. You watched the one where they were at Hutchcrafts? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've okay. seen that one a couple of times. <laughs> well, Hutchcraft, he didn't lower his prices none for him. Oh, no, he no, he was He was trying to get full. met John Hutchcraft. Huh? Have you met John Hutchcraft? Yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Sandy Husband were the exact same guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the exact same guy. Yeah. yeah, I know y'all don't know them. Uh, coach Hutchcraft's longtime uh, legendary basketball coach at Guy Perkins. Yeah, at Guy Perkins, you know, he you know, which is known as a basketball school. It was uh, – he coached, what was it, seventh grade and up, boys and girls most every. of the time, most yeah. of his career. So he, he would coach every, you know – of course, they just do junior high, not – not eighth and ninth grade of his eighth and ninth grade were together, but, but seventh grade, junior high, senior high boys and girls, he would coach them all. And then in boys games, like he would snowbird. I used to love going to games and watching because he would uh, like on, he'd leave one guy down on, on the offensive end and just send four back on defense and say, all right, Y'all either uh, send someone down to guard this guy or he's going to get a dunk. <laughs> they won a state championship doing that. Dude, so. Yeah, he would, yeah, he would do that, and and he would – man, he did some – I remember they they played the school for the deaf, and they'd always beat them really bad. And so in the second half, they would only shoot threes. Yeah. We'd only do defensive rebounds. And they always set a record for the most threes in a – like state record yeah. for most threes in a game. Yeah, that was crazy. Andy Husband, we knew from church. He did Tourney House back when we did it and stuff. Yeah, he was a he was a car salesman. Good car guy. salesman, like same same guy. Yeah, good guy. Same, always same making guy. money doing something. Yeah. Uh, Hutchcraft had had an auction. Yeah, it's an auction deal on Highway sixty five there. Too. Flea market to buy anything and then yeah. resell it for a higher price. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> Big T Money made it through another one, baby. Hey, and by the way, folks, uh, if you're into jujitsu, you need to watch. Clint has a podcast, Pajama Wrestling 101. Pajama Wrestling 101. You need to watch it. And then also, if you're into movies, me and a guy named Joey Powell have a have a podcast. We've done about three episodes uh, where we talk about 
kind of it's called movie potluck podcast it's um we talk about movies that maybe not be the you know the big box office hits but that are really good movies to watch and and enjoyable and uh so check it out too it's uh it's on youtube and also uh ours is is, the movie potluck's also on like apple Podcasts, all those different places too so check those out if you're into those if you want to listen to me and clint some more you know (laughs) who doesn't right well folks y'all have a great thanksgiving uh enjoy time with family clint i hope y'all hope you're getting with tom and sue Y'all going to have dinner together tomorrow? We're going to overeat a little bit. We're going to get together. Good. It's it's always a great holiday to stuff yourself a little bit. Maybe watch a little. Hey, and you know, that's the thing. You know, the Cowboys and the Detroit Lions will be on TV. The Egg Bowls tomorrow night. And they're they're both good this year. So. Yeah, dude, it is crazy. Uh, We can talk about who actually won that Stafford trade. Oh it's yeah, like the Rams won a Super Bowl, but remember how bad the lines were. Oh yeah, and Jer- it's just Jared Goff's been great for them. So anyway, yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, folks, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Hope your family is blessed and that you have a great time. And uh, like, share, comment, please. Like, share, and comment. Like, share, comment, comment. Like, share, subscribe. All that kind of stuff. Okay, we need you. We need you. Uh, anyway, let's go, Hogs. Beat Mizzou. Beat them Tigers. Beat yeah. them down. We don't like them. Peace out. Sweat. What? Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a friend and all Sing a song.